You're listening to The People's Wrestling Podcast with your host, Ali Bunker. Yes, welcome everybody to The People's Wrestling Podcast in what is a uh, post-pay-per-view, uh, money in the bank preview, whatever you want to call it, uh, edition of The People's Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ali Bunker. Uh, I'm joined this week in person by Aiden Bunker. Aiden, how are you? I'm all right. You all right? Yes, I'm fine. Um, still still just all right. So, you know, nice to see there's no change there. Consistent. Consistently all right. Uh, we're also joined this week by Matt Bumby on the phone, everyone. Matt, welcome back. <laughs> who's arse are we going to kick yeah who's neck, no, we, who's neck we bring you your arse kicked but why pray tell because without me this this podcast is nothing <laughs> wow it's a big bold statement well not I sh- believe it not sh- sure I would agree well, I think we all bring stuff to the table well then without me it's nothing is it yeah. Do you bring the table? <laughs> I will bring the table. Alright, Devon. And I'll put you punk bitches through it. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I'm going to heal on yours. Uh, you what? I'm going to heal on you too. It's nothing new. You're always healing out on me. <sighs> anyway. Yes, anyway. Glad to be back. Yeah, how was, how was Cornwall, by the way? Very hot. Yeah, did you get some great weather? I did indeed. Uh, it was a bit shitty up here, but it was uh, very nice down there. And then when you come back, I guess you had the good weather here as well, right? Yeah. So win-win for you. So much, so so much good weather that you've uh, caught a cold, which is great. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like me to catch a cold in this weather. <laughs> Maybe it's the gods uh, looking down and saying, "Right, you shouldn't heal out on anyone now, so we're going to give them a cold." Yeah. I'm still here. I'm fine fit. Well. Almost. Almost. Not quite match fit. No. Um, right, shall we crack on? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Well, Backlash was a um, a thing that happened. That's all we should probably say about that. <laughs> I believe it was, yeah. No. Backlash, obviously, um, we're in this weird sort of post-WrestleMania slump era, aren't we? Of the party. I'm going to say it. I've lost my smile a little bit. Oh, no. With wrestling. Really? There's certain people that pick me up, and then there's certain people that just piss all over it. <laughs> I, I don't think it's, it's necessarily a, um, a post-mania slump. I think it's... We're in a weird time with the whole uh, Saudi Arabia and... Um, shake up thing where we were still having in cross branded matches. Now that's out of the way, uh, things are going to be a lot clearer, make more sense. Yeah, a lot of the stuff is a little bit nonsensical. I think we've seen on Raw and SmackDown the start, of the, sort of the journey into the next pay per view, Money in the Bank. 
um, and how things maybe become a little bit clearer and start to make a bit more sense. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I think the whole uh, Greatest Royal Rumble, which we spoke about last week, um, that was sort of thrown together a bit random in places mm-hmm. with no real storylines going into a lot Did you of uh, talk about why there was a sumo wrestler in there? <laughs> we did. Did you not listen? I listened to the first bit and I thought, fuck, fuck the Ali Aiden show. <laughs> uh, we did talk about it, yeah. Um, we still don't really know the real reason why. but uh, Or who he is. Do not. Well, we, we're, we've seen the reasons that have been banded about, but we, uh, I don't know if that's true. It can't be true, can it? Well, I don't know what wrestling they're watching. Yeah. <laughs> They've got the uh, network stuck on 1995, by the looks of it. Um, but yeah, in the back-to-back clash then. So, I mean, it's the first pay-per-view... First real pay per view, Matt. If you're not counting the Greatest Royal Rumble, because I know you weren't too keen on counting that one as a pay per view, it's the first real sort of annual pay per view after WrestleMania. So, are we going to are we going to mention that I won? Uh, not yet, no. Back to winning, <laughs> back to winning ways. Well, you had to. You couldn't. You couldn't really get any worse. Uh, but I still won. <laughs> Don't ruin it for the people who haven't seen the results, Matt. Well, they've been on it all over Twitter, so they should have seen. That's true. Um, but so it's the first uh, post-WrestleMania actual real pay-per-view. So it's sort of the start of the new year, but it didn't really go particularly well in any way. It, it very much was not the best of both worlds. <laughs> it was pretty much no, the worst. No, it was, it was the worst. It was the shit end of both worlds. Um but we should we should go through the positives. Um, I thought Ruby Riot versus Bailey on the kickoff show was pretty good. They went a whole ten minutes as well. Yeah, Ruby Riot's impressed me lately. Ruby picked up the win, which um, she needs to get rid of them too, though. Oh, I, I would. Yeah, I mean, I like. I wouldn't do it anytime soon. Faction. I just I just don't see what those two bring to that faction. Yeah, I don't see what. Why would they be together? Yeah, they don't make. They don't seem to gel in any way. There's no common goal or there's no they don't have anything in common they don't really talk to each other on, on TV it's it's just all a bit like oh yeah they came up together so now they're a team and it's, it doesn't really fit there, there was an explanation a couple of weeks ago I think Corey said he spoke to Ruby and Ruby told him that like um, like they they it was by design that she picked two other people of complete different background and lifestyle and stuff to her so yeah to, to run Russia. She should have picked the icons, really. <laughs> wow. With, with Ruby? Yeah. Uh, oh, no, they're very different. Yeah, I wouldn't want to put... I'd want to keep them as a duo rather than putting them as a trio with someone else, like, especially someone like Ruby, who's complete opposite of one of these mean girl characters. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I thought the match itself was good. Much to my chagrin, Bailey lost. Um, I thought they might throw her a bone once in a while, but no. No, I thought it was just... Well, me and Matt both correctly predicted that she would continue her momentum from beating Sasha. Yeah. Like, you beat one, you got to beat the other, haven't you? Well, I mean, I guess so. Not as they, not if your name's Xavier Woods, though. <coughs> um, Spoilers. <laughs> but have we um, we also included the PW peeps, you lovely listeners out there. We included you in our predictions. Hey, did, did we include them in this one, the kickoff show? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Did they? Uh, this match got the second most amount of votes. Correctly predict the um, the outcome. They did, yeah. You were the only one who didn't. Ah, it's nice to know. Um, for, for the 
as, as WWE would spin it, like the first ever historic groundbreaking, first time ever that we've included, we've let the PWP peeps do their predictions. That's true. Was groundbreaking. What a moment. Um, Didn't quite go to plan though, so we'll redo it next <laughs> month and then say that was the first time ever. Yes. Because uh, they, uh, they beat us, didn't they? So, yeah. I mean, what do they know? They're just lucky. Beginner's luck. That's what it was. Um, focusing again on the positives then. So let's face it, the night kicked off in the best possible way with one of the matches of the year. If not yes. the match of the year for me. That's correct. Seth Rollins, out, yeah. Seth Rollins defending the title, IC title against The Miz. The Miz looking to become the, um, well, is it the most uh, the most titles held, tied with Jericho? Yeah. And then also number of looking days to break it for the, maximum, the number of days held the title as yeah, consecutive. Not consecutive. About 20-something days. In yeah, years. which you would assume if he had won it, he would be able to carry it through for another two weeks or three weeks or whatever. Um, but it wasn't to be. Seth Rollins came out on top in this one in what was an absolute beauty of a match. It was really, really good to watch. Um, so many false finishes uh, which is, they've sort of moved away from in recent times but they've seemed to have when they have a big match like this it is the way isn't it to build like to make a match great you just think it's going to finish and then it doesn't <laughs> well, maybe, I think they built it a little bit on uh, Raw and Smackdown yeah with that there was a lot of matches I just kept thinking oh please end now yeah <coughs> well they completely had me fooled with the second skull crushing finale yeah I I as he hit it and went into the pin I went oh man because I predicted Seth um, and also because you love Seth Rollins and but yeah because I wanted Seth to win <laughs> um, and yeah and then he kicked out and I was the fully hooked me in it's just a really great match I mean Seth's on fire um, I don't know if he's you burning heard, it down I don't, I don't know if you heard that <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, he's on fire um, he's the hottest superstar in WWE right now as Michael Cole kept saying I don't know in which connotation that's but, I mean I think I, I would like to imagine it it is defi- definitely significant that they're probably being fed the lines and being made to tell everyone that Seth is like the best guy in WWE right now would you know why they're doing that it's because they don't have a universal champion on yeah, board they're have to. <laughs> well yeah exactly so they have to make the entire title important because like I, I kind of thought the same during the greatest Royal Rumble when Michael Cole was marking out over Elias I thought that that's not just Michael Cole <laughs> <laughs> pardon you Matt <laughs> that's not just Michael Cole I don't know what happened <laughs> yeah, a very low car sound went past oh Sorry. It's alright. Michael Cole marking out for Elias obviously wasn't just him going in for business, into business for himself. I would like to imagine that someone backstage is saying, like, you know, like, it, it, it makes me think that, oh, backstage love Elias. Well, I think backstage does love Elias, but um, I think with Seth Rollins it is a, it's a weird thing because obviously there's, there's the bigger main event guys on Raw um, in, you know, Brock who isn't really there very often. And then there's Roman, obviously. Um, Braun, I guess, you stick in that bracket. But there isn't really anybody else, is there? Um, Finn. Maybe like Finn. With it. Finn's not been in the main event, really, for a long time, has he? You can easily insert Kevin and Sammy in there. Yeah, there's Kevin and Sammy in And I guess Lashley nowadays. God forbid. Oh, um, no, no, no. <laughs> um, but there isn't too much more in, in, in that sense. And... 
I think Seth sort of fits. He is a main eventer, but he's not main eventing. But he should be main eventing because their main eventer isn't there to main event. <laughs> well, he main evented last week. Um, well, on Raw. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. But, I mean, that's that's often the case, isn't it? Um, yeah, but he's got the first pay-per-view of the year. Well, you also? He's got the first pay-per-view of the year for the dual Browns. Yeah. So, it makes no fucking sense. To have it on, I mean, there was only two places to put it, wasn't it? It was ever going to go on first or it was going to go on last. And I don't think it was ever going to go on last because, personally, I thought AJ versus Shinsuke should have gone on last. I thought it should have gone on and last. I thought it would have gone on last, but it didn't. So did the crowd. On, on, on their website, uh, the Roman and Thingy match was last, but the rest of the card wasn't quite in the same order, so mm. I thought, oh, maybe it's not. Um, but no, yeah. <laughs> no. Got that wrong. Wasn't even second last, AJ Shinsuke. No, it wasn't. It was third from last, which I just thought was a bit strange. Um, I, th- I, th- I think I know why they did it. Because you think the commentary reason? Yeah, because like, if you notice, the first two matches were Raw matches, and you had all of the SmackDown matches, and then the last two matches were Raw matches. Yeah. So they kind of sandwiched all the SmackDown stuff with the Raw. But I mean, they didn't do that at, say, WrestleMania or... It's a bit different, though. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it just felt... I think they kind of did. Did they? Yeah, there were about three SmackDown matches in a row. Can't remember. I don't remember much from Mania. <laughs> <laughs> you were asleep. <laughs> uh, we've been through this story. Um, so, yes, the positives for Backlash, unfortunately, pretty much ended there. I'd like to... I don't know what you guys thought about it, but I'd like to include the Elias segment. Oh, yeah. positive yeah that's true I liked it I thought it was fun as my, I mean as stupid as the whole No Way Jose thing is I thought I surprisingly didn't hate it no I didn't hate it that's the first time that he's come out and I haven't gone oh for God. yeah and I've I think gone, the fact oh, that you had just like fun. Breezango and <laughs> just for no real reason just yeah. Breezango at the end of the conga line get him on a pay-per-view <laughs> <laughs> surprised the Ascension weren't there as well um, too busy in the wasteland Yes, but um, yeah, I quite like this segment. I mean, it went on too long, though, didn't it? Um, not for me. No, it's always good to have a break from hours of wrestling. Yeah, I guess. And so. considering it was basically the only promo segment of the night. Yeah, which was that was a bit weird. It's what they do these days with their pay per views. They don't like, have much backstage interaction, now. do they? No, it's like I was anticipating. Like, we'll probably see it more in the coming months, but I was anticipating now with these cross-branded pay-per-views you'd get cross-branded interactions which is what we got here yeah but maybe backstage like something like like we got at SummerSlam a couple of years ago when you saw AJ Gallows and Anderson and then Finn popped in yeah um, but yeah we don't really see it and it, it was refreshing actually because um, I don't think Elias and the New Day have ever interacted in any way since they've been on different brands or Rumble matches apart from that sort of thing yeah uh, although he did didn't he eliminate them from the Greatest Royal Rumble all three of them I don't believe no Jinder eliminated or was it Jinder who eliminated them all no because Kofi eliminated Jinder after he launched himself back in the ring but yeah I don't know no one eliminated them all then I think Elias eliminated Big E and Kofi I can't literally can't remember but I'm not sure um, but yeah so it was good to see and, and obviously it ended with the whole Bobby Roode thing and <laughs> Bobby Roode dancing yeah that, that's that's the bit that ruined it <laughs> I forgot about Bobby Roode to be fair I, I saw a, a gif someone put up of Bobby Roode twerking and just them saying Vince hates NXT it confirmed 
<laughs> it wasn't the greatest dancing, but it looked like he was having fun, so that's fine. Yeah, I'm sure he wasn't that bothered about having to go out and do it, like get someone a pay per view. If anyone needs to turn heel, it's him. Yes, tell me about it. I, th- I think we've all been saying this for a little while, right? Yep. Bobby Roode could really do with a bit of an overhaul because it just it just doesn't work for me. Like, why is he a good guy? He's so meant to be up himself and arrogant, and just just doesn't work. Doesn't fit. Yeah. Everything about that character is heel. Yes, exactly. Um, speaking of heels, Alexa Bliss wasn't able to overcome. Nia Jax, her uh, her bullying former best friend. Um, what do you think of this match? It went ten minutes, which I think is a bit longer than their WrestleMania match. Um, but it just felt a little bit samey. There was a lot of spot calling. Was, yeah. Did, did anyone hear? I can't. I can't remember the exact spot, but it was something. They were near the ropes. And there was like nothing really happened for a little bit, and then you could hear Naya being like, "What yeah, are she you was doing? Like, grab she, the throat!" She, yeah, she was just saying, "Grab my throat." That's what she was saying. Uh, she was like, "Dude, grab the throat!" Yeah, because uh, Alexa then put her in a headlock, like to try and counter the, what the hold that she she was on Naya's back, wasn't she? I can't remember. Uh, I just remember hearing it. She, like, she she ended up pretty much just shouting it out. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was very much Cena s. <laughs> yeah, Naya uh, has been taking tips from Big Mash John. Um, it does like I do kind of worry so we'll get on to it in a minute as well I do kind of worry that the two women's champions we have at the moment are very not good in the ring yeah I mean Naya is terrible she's but not she's terrible, limited but she still she still seems very green and not yeah. natural to me well I mean I'm a little bit confused about the Alexa Bliss situation at the minute because if you see that WWE put out an announcement that Alexa suffered a, a shoulder injury during the match no I didn't yeah but apparently she's moving on to a um, a feud with Ronda Rousey, isn't she? That's what I've heard. I mean, you don't want a bad shoulder with that. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to go into that feud with a bad shoulder, do you? Um, but yeah, I mean, they put out a tweet saying she suffered a shoulder injury, and then Nia put out well, one well, replied to someone who was basically bad mouthing her for injuring Alexa, and basically said Alexa's fine, like it's all fake. She's she's lying, which makes you think, like. They wouldn't put out a tweet if it wasn't real, right? I was very. I'm. I'm glad she said at the end, Alexa's lying and not. No, it's all. Fake. And not <laughs> exposing the yeah. business or whatever, because that would have been very stupid. Yeah. No. Well, her her promo at the end was just embarrassing. I uh, yeah, I skipped over it. I mean, after about ten seconds. I I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. But only in WWE would you get booed for preaching an anti-bullying message. I know it's because of the way it was done. It's like it's not. Yeah, you. It's, it is the way it's done. It's not. It it's not shit. what the content is. Yeah, exactly. Like we don't care about. We get it. Bullying's bad, and yeah, you overcome bullies. That's great. But we don't need a speech at the end directed at basic. Let's face it, at teenage girls. Yeah. Because we're not teenage girls, and most of the people watching aren't. And I get they need to, you know, cater to all audiences, but they do, did they really need to do it in the middle do of the that ring? Out of the ring. Yeah, in the middle of the ring after a big do match, that out of a big pay per view. Catch her backstage. Do that, like... like they did with Ember on Raw this week. Just catch her walking back to the locker room after a match. Yeah, exactly. Oh, don't even have it on like TV. But promote it outside of wrestling. Yeah, like go point. to these charities and actually do something there. 
Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, I mean, that would... that's that's more of an effort than. Oh, it, we, it well, get... we said it after the main, main event for the women's match. It will get seen by more eyes on TV, though. That's what they want. Yeah, but then it'll get booed by a New York crowd. Well, and to be <laughs> and it did. <laughs> What were you going to say? I was just going to say, like, there's no real reason for them to be booing. <laughs> just because like, they're, they're arses. Yeah. <laughs> like, when you, when, you, when you look into the message, you should be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, good for you, Naya. <laughs> Instead, like, yeah, it, it was just the, the delivery and, and the fact it very yeah, much. Yeah, it's the message as shit. well. Like, what do you do to uh, prevent a bully? You beat the shit out Yeah. Beat him up, beat him up, break his neck, break his neck. <laughs> <laughs> you still aren't bullies, I just want to break your necks. <laughs> well, does that not make you the bully? <laughs> it might. Well, I'm glad we cleared that yeah. up then. <laughs> um, shall we move on? Let's. So, the next match of Backlash, uh, unfortunately, for me, didn't really gel, didn't really click. It was Jeff versus Randy. Um, I mean, it wasn't terrible. And it wasn't that. Do you know why? It wasn't even bad. It was just a bit. It was Randy it was, Orton. That's what it, it was. It was the way they promoted it. Oh, we've not seen this since 2008. Yeah, there's a fucking reason for that. Because it's <laughs> shit. <laughs> I think. I don't. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know this because I don't know Randy. But it just feels like he's very much like coasting, like going through the motions, like disillusioned. He's on fucking mega money, and he will literally do anything he wants. And like, point. It, it just seems like I don't know this for sure. And I don't want to go out and slate Randy because I've always loved him. But it just seems like he's not that bothered and not putting in like kind of maximum effort. But I mean, people have said this about him, haven't they? Triple H has said this about him before. Yeah, it's, it's Triple H has said if he if he was to put maximum effort in he'd be the best wrestler in the company yeah so for your boss to say that to you there's got to be something wrong you'd think so wouldn't you I, I'd predicted Randy in this match because, purely because I I felt like Jeff Hardy is the kind of performer that they just never put over Randy yeah I mean I was thinking Randy's probably going to win this match, but I couldn't see a way that they would take the title off Jeff, so I went with Jeff in the end. But it did surprise me actually when Jeff won. I must admit. Yeah, well, who's yeah, I went for? I think I went for Jeff, didn't I? Yeah, you, you yeah, did. They did, yeah. Yeah. As did the fans. The PW poops. Poops. Um. So yeah, the, the predictions were sort of a mixed bag for us all at this sort of time. Matt, I think you were still on a a one hundred percent record. So were they. And the PWP. Then Matt were tied the entire way. Aiden and I got a one wrong each, I believe. By this point. Yeah. Yes. Next up was Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass. So Daniel Bryan's big singles match return. Uh, against Big Cass I mean he had had a singles match actually didn't he because he had one against AJ that Shinsuke interrupted never completed Um, and Cass interrupted but his pay-per-view return singles match pay-per-view return after Wrestlemania obviously uh, he tapped out Big Big Cass (laughs) and speaking of spot calling by the way did you uh, did you hear the referee signal for this match to end no no 
just um, do you know when he got cast to the ground and before he yeah. started like punched like forearming him in the face yeah. the referee just shouted go home Oh, he just home. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, Daniel Bryan promptly started forearming Big Cass in the face, and then put a yes lock on, and uh, he tapped out immediately. Uh, I have noticed that a few times lately. I was watching Two Hundred Five Live the other week, and it's a tag match between Akira Tozawa, Hideo Itami, and Lucha Sorry, House Party. You were watching Two Hundred Five Live. Yeah, it's good these days. Um, <laughs> And there was a bit where Akira Tozawa did a kick or did a move and someone was down on the floor and he was going, about to go to the top rope, but he was kind of looking around at the crowd doing this whole, ah, thing. And all you hear is a referee going, go, 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 now. <laughs> like really loud and loads of times. Um, yeah, it was It was just a bit, I mean, it was, it was quite a common theme throughout the night. Just spot calling from the wrestlers, spot calling from the referees. Uh, I don't know if it's because there was a lot of sort of matches where people haven't really worked that much together. I don't know, um, but uh, you know, Daniel Bryan made Big Cast tap out seven foot tall in about five seconds. In seven minutes and forty five seconds, it was the entire length well, of the match. I mean, the, um, the time in the submission a little bit underwhelming. Is what I, exactly what I expected from Big Cast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be disappointed. Um, what did we all make of Corey Graves' sort of scathing criticism of Big Cass after the match? Didn't really bother me. No? No. They don't like each other anyway, though, do they? Do they not? No. Why not? In storyline? No, he doesn't like him because of Enzo. No, maybe. Um, What's Cass got to do with Enzo? Yeah, when they were together, he defended Enzo with everything he did. Maybe, but um, was there not? Was there not a time around when ah? Was it because Corey, Corey was, the, was one the one who revealed what Big Cass did to Enzo, wasn't it? In yeah, story yeah. yes. So maybe I, I, maybe they're playing on that. I doubt it's a continuing. <laughs> I think it was purely because Daniel Bryan is the beloved babyface by everyone, even even the heel commentator. Yeah, I don't even necessarily think he's a heel commentator. He's just an ex wrestler. Who sides with heel tendencies? Yeah, I don't know. I think it, I felt, for me it felt a little bit out of place. If it, it did feel a little bit like, whoa, even Corey's going in on it. We called like, you called him an insecure piece of trash. Yeah, like it. If Byron was capable of trash talking, <laughs> it would have been a good opportunity for Byron to do it. Yeah, a lot or of those, even, you would have just sighed it and gone, "Oh, shut up." Byron. Even, even maybe a chance for Tom Phillips to kind of show a bit. Yeah, a bit of uh, personality about him because I'd imagine Michael Cole probably would have done that yeah Michael Cole would have gone overboard and said something about it being the worst moment in WWE history and Big Cass needs to be fired and just generally been annoying JR uh, would have called him a son of a bitch yeah. <laughs> which would have been better <laughs> yeah exactly which would have, that's all it needs isn't it just someone to go you son of a bitch because <laughs> then when you have the heel commentator like Jerry Lawler was when you've got JR going that nuts about it even even Jerry Lawler's like yeah he's crossed crossed the line he's yeah, crossed the line and then she go oh shit yeah what a dick oh he did cross the line the line is a dot to him he's pretty tall um, not as tall as they say no it turns out you can't actually teach being seven feet tall because Big Cass is not seven feet tall. six foot nine. Yeah. Um, do you remember when they used to do that with the Undertaker? He was always six ten, not six eleven, six ten, wasn't he? 
don't know how yeah, accurate Yeah, I'm sure they did seven foot at one point. I think nowadays he's about six seven, just <laughs> shrinking. Um, but yeah, I mean, it turns out we've been lied to by WWE. Who would have thunk it? Our songs. Yes, that's. We should have lied to them. We never lied to them. We never used their um, trademark material without their permission either. Um, anyway, moving on. No, we should have lied to them about our uh, listening figures. <laughs> we did not. There was no lying going. going that wasn't to we WWE. Have, we oh, we we should have. Well, I couldn't. I couldn't do that. I'm I too, could have. I'm too honest. Um, I'm not. So, in what was perhaps the biggest shock of the night, Carmella beat Charlotte. Maybe not that much of a shock, but she beats her clean. Yeah, I didn't see this being clean. No, I don't think any of us did. I mean, I think I was going down the lines of Charlotte was going to win by DQ. Uh, I didn't expect Shark to win the title, that's for sure. Um, but, yeah, like, no iconic interference. Just nothing. Just Carmella beats Charlotte, one, two, three, in the middle of the ring. Yeah, and yeah. I just, I don't understand the logic of um, Charlotte's knee hurts, therefore she can't kick out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's not unconscious. They, and they were, they go, oh, Carmella with a really good deep pin. Why doesn't she pin like that all the time? Why yeah. doesn't everyone pin like that all the time? If yeah. you if you can't kick out of it, it was a bit wrestling like, logic. Wrestling logic, yeah. Yet another example. And it was a bit like maybe maybe she could have worked on that knee earlier in the match because that was literally the only time her knee bothered her was when she hit that moonsault. Yeah, it wasn't like it was a, a theme throughout, was it? No. It just would have made more um, storyline sense in, yeah. in a match. But, oh well. I um, got the prediction right, so I'm not that bothered. Well, no, I mean, I wasn't particularly bothered. I mean, I didn't want Charlotte to win the title. I just thought... I didn't want Carmella to keep it either. But I did not want because... to keep it. I mean, she's fine as she is with champion. She's annoying, but then that's what she's supposed to be, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's her whole character. This was her first singles pay-per-view match since TLC 2016. Yeah. And someone, and she said that on Twitter, and people were like, oh, there's a reason for that. And she came back and said, like, oh, well, you guys haven't seen what I've been working on. I don't know what it is she's been working on, a moon, <laughs> moonwalks or something, because, I, I don't know, she's just, I tweeted as well, she's just a bit naff in the ring. I mean, she isn't bad. There's the occasional thing, like, it's the same kind of thing as John Cena does, where, like, someone will do a drop kick or go to kick her or something, and she'll fall away from it, and she'll, and it doesn't look real, and she'll fall away from it while being two yards away from the actual point of impact, and it's just a bit like, like, when she cashed in on Charlotte, the one thing she had to do was kick Charlotte in the face, and she missed it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying. Obviously, there's room for improvement from her. And I don't think she's ever going to be a great ring technician. No. She's all about character, isn't she? Yeah, like the transition into the code of silence thing was that cool. Was, it's a cool move. Um, but like, is it any more effective than a headlock? Well, your legs are stronger. I know are your legs are stronger, arms. but I guess I guess if you think of it that way, you're spending more energy <laughs> in the bridge. So oh, I don't know. Wasn't a good match. It wasn't. It wasn't great. Um, much. I felt a bit for Charlotte going into it, but I don't know if Charlotte necessarily covered herself in glory. No, no, I don't think she particularly did. I mean, she she always puts on a good show. I think this was probably one of her lesser 
pay-per-view matches, especially recent times where she's uh, she's been pretty much on fire as well. She's been the female several. I mean, especially on the go-home show of on SmackDown. Um, yeah, yeah. Which was yeah. It just doesn't make that sense. The Charlotte show. My problem with WWE at the moment is they've got they've got loads of wrestlers who can put on really good matches. The wrestlers are really good at putting on good matches. But the writing team are really bad at making me want to watch those matches. Yeah. So for her to beat Asuka... Like, and let's face it, it was a hell of a match. And then a month later, lose clean to Carmella. Mm. Like, I know Carmella's the champ, but Charlotte is Charlotte Flair. Yeah. She just beat Asuka. She should... They should be ramping her up for an Asuka rematch or a, round, or a random match or something and I'm sure that'll probably come eventually but it's just a little bit tarnished now going that oh, she lost to Carmella yeah I, I mean I think it's just would have just been so much more appropriate had Carmella won with interference or with some sort of help or with a, or even just I don't know even an eye rake or something when, when she stacked Charlotte up for the pin with a foot on the rope yeah just put your foot yeah something like that probably English yeah, just something that you would do, Matt. Yeah, something I'd do. <laughs> um, but she didn't, and she won clean. It just, it, to me, it just didn't really sit well. No. A lot of people have... Uh, Shat gone. on it? Yeah. Well, I'm not surprised, to be fair. I mean, it was a, it was a bit of a shocking... I mean, if they're going for shock factor, fine, fair enough certainly worked I just think it doesn't really work with the characters and the storyline as you say with where they should be building Charlotte up um, something else that people have kind of shat all over um, was the Smackdown main event for Lord WWE Championship between AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura no disqualification match um, but apparently not a no count out yeah, match it's exactly what I didn't understand um, earlier in the match why the ref was counting them when they were both down yeah, I've I never mean, seen this in a dis- no disqualification well, match not, before. I've got a thing myself. I was like, have I? Do they usually count in no DQ matches? Because um, when they had towards the beginning of the match, when Shinsuke was sort of dominating AJ outside, I think well, it might have been your way around. And Byron said, "Oh, um, doesn't have, I think it might have been AJ actually? He was like AJ doesn't have to worry about the referee's count. Yeah, um, so for, for out of the ring count. Yeah. Uh, so then I thought, okay, well that's fine. That 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 means they can't get counted out in the Again. ring <laughs> right but apparently not double count out because they both kicked each other in the balls <laughs> and it looked really hard yeah it looked like neither of actually, them held back they actually did both kick each other in the balls um, but it was just a bit farcical in the end wasn't it when you get yep. two world class athletes like this who we know are capable of putting on a world class match and they haven't quite hit those heights yet and this match as well was sort of on its way there but wasn't hadn't quite hit the highs they're, they're getting better each time yeah. and I, I didn't hate this ending I didn't um, hate it a lot of people really hated it but I, I think that was an overreaction yeah especially if, if it ends with say like an Iron Man match or a um, two out of three falls kind of match um, yeah I mean that's gonna be even like bring back three stages of hell yeah um, like if it ends in that I'd be fine with it I mean, but, yeah, Last Man Standing. I, I was just thinking earlier. Yeah, Last Man Standing, actually, yeah. Um, How long have we got to SummerSlam? About another three months. Three months, yeah. But I, I was thinking I earlier, with generally with post-Mania feuds, um, 
these go on like when you think of like things like Rock and Triple H back in the day you'd have the Mania match and then you'd have like a Backlash match then you'd have a Judgment Day match yeah. um, and sometimes even the June so that takes you in like a to good be fair, three no, months no, that was because there was no one else oh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean like that takes you a good like three months um, whereas they've, they've faced each other three times in a month yeah um, and like the this would have been drawn out more back in the day. Um, yeah, it would have been, and it probably it would add more to the feud, I think. Um, but because it's already been seen three times in a month, people are already starting to get bored. Which is crazy. Which is, really, like, it? it's like the match that people were begging to see. <laughs> well, they should do what they used to do on house shows and that, but they can't touch each other until the event. Yeah. And if they do, they lose the event. Yeah, I mean. I don't think they're quite, like, I think maybe they might be there now at the sort of stage you know you used to get feuds where you thought oh they're in the same room they're going to beat the shit out of each other like, yeah, yeah. I think they might be on their way to that like but the feud hasn't quite ever reached that height um, but maybe I think we could get there I think the the main takeaway being that if Shinsuke comes within three feet of AJ he's going to punch him in the balls so in three he, feet can't, of AJ's test he can't be seen in the same room with him <laughs> shout out to um to AJ's cheek and Ooh, if it yeah, if was it was um, about two inches to the right could potentially <laughs> lost an eye yeah that was um, pretty gruesome I mean I, I looked at it and thought wow that looked really cool and then obviously when they played it in slow motion because when it got up they called it straight away that the chair had hit me in the cheek like, before they'd even showed a replay didn't they and then uh, they showed it and I was like oh my god if that was me I would be crying on the floor right now. <laughs> because that it, it wasn't like really a, painful. It didn't like whatever you saw on SmackDown this week. It didn't even look like a cut. Either. No, it, it looked like, like an entire like chunk of his cheek. Yes, yeah, the chair <laughs> taking a great. chunk of his face. Um, so yeah, just really, really painful. Um, so the match itself ended in a double count out, and that was a neither man could respond to the referee's count in the ring after the double low blow. So a bit of an anti-climax. Where, where are we? Where do we think we're heading? Are we thinking we're heading into some sort of gimmick? There's got to be match. some big stipulation match. At Money in the Bank. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, that seems it's the way. It's, down, is it? Well, it seems the way it's going. But then there's Money in the Bank a little bit. It's going to be overshadowed a little bit by the ladder matches and. Not necessarily. Um, not if you make it good. Or maybe if you have someone on SmackDown win the uh, Money in a Bank match and they go for a three stages of hell match and um, whoever wins gets cashed in on. Yeah, but I... It's, it's cool for the night, but I think the rest of the year loses out on not having a money... I suppose, you yeah, you've got a well. women's one, but... Like, like when Dean Ambrose cashed in on the same night, you had an entire year without that jeopardy. Yeah. And I, I prefer it when there is that. It is cool. We had a few months of it, didn't we, this year with Baron and, and Carmella. Probably the weakest of the... Uh, yeah, that was shit. Um, briefcase holders we've ever had. I'm glad it's co-branded this year. Yeah, I think so. I, I think oh, they'd have to put on four ladder matches, wouldn't they, if they weren't doing yeah. all, all, all yeah, I guess it was one brand. Is there going to be three this year? Why? I don't know. I swear I heard a thing saying that they were, they were thinking of doing a tag team one. A tag team money in a bank thing. 
Yeah, and I is that why they've got all of these tag teams doing promos? Yeah, like Breezango and the Ascension. Because I saw as I was scrolling through Instagram this morning, there was a picture of Paige in the ring, and I swear the caption was, oh, "There'll be free Money in the Bank qualifying matches." I read it while I was half asleep, <laughs> oh, but right. I I've seen speculation on them doing a tag team Money in the Bank. Um, I'd seen some speculation as well about God there being three briefcases. So, um, I didn't yeah. know what the third one was going to be for. Uh, but the tag team would be really cool. Doing intergender money in the bank. Intergender <laughs> money in the bank out of that. How would that work? Wouldn't. It just would have to tag Ronda would win. Ronda and Braun. Imagine that as a team. But no, I don't mean a team at all. I just mean have like four women and four men beating each other up. Oh, yeah, okay. Fair enough. Um, right, moving them back onto matches that actually have happened. Speaking of tag teams, Braun and Bobby Lashley um, beat Kevin and Sammy because Kevin oh, and Sammy shit. kind of imploded a little bit, but now they're fine. It's Didn't see fine. that coming. Didn't see that coming. Just, I don't like this Braun and Bobby team. No, I, I, I hate Bobby Lashley. I hate you. But... Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Why I'm glad I'm... it's pretty much over. Now, anyway, like, is it? yeah, it well, there was literally no sign of that this week. I'm assuming Bobby Lash is going to end up in the Money in the Bank match as well. Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've, something about Bobby Lashley, I don't dislike the guy, and um, I just don't care about we him. We should get on to his yeah. uh, interview segment later. Um, uh, but actually, it just bores me. Like, he's generic, like, he's got a great physique, yeah. but that's it. I what else does I tell you where him talk. He ain't even that great in the ring. No. He looks good. Special. Like the suplex is alright, it's impressive. Almost killed Big Cass though. Oh Jesus. In the greatest Royal Rumble. Oh, I don't I remember this. He picked him up. Oh right, yeah. And he then couldn't get him up. Picked dropped. him up again and then literally dropped him on his head. Yeah. Um, Big Cass didn't do too well in the in the uh, Do you remember when he he came, he came and walked he, in and he then got f- in and then he, the, he fell over? There was a bunch of them who sort of went into him, didn't they, and knocked him over. Was, they were all attacking Braun, and Braun pushed them all that off. That was it. Yeah, he tripped over Kevin Owens. <laughs> not a great start for Big Cass. And then he didn't win. Then no, he didn't win. No, he did not. But he came second. Um, been there. He put the pressure on. Um, so yeah, this match was a bit nothingy. It was all sort of centred around the Sammy and Kevin. Um, I just didn't... I didn't get it. There was no reason for them to implode. No, Sammy wanted to leave and then Kevin... For some reason, Kevin was like, no, we stay, stay and fight. Yeah. Like, that would be the exact moment. Like, I was expecting um, Kevin to be like, no, we fight. Ready? Three, two, one, go. And then they both just fuck <laughs> off to the back. That would have been funny. Yeah. Um, and then maybe Braun chases them down before they get there or something like that. Yeah. Um, th- there was just no need for them to... To implode like that, and then, then like it's Sammy smacking Kevin in the face, and yeah. I wasn't a fan. No, it was just a bit weird, wasn't it? Um, like, I, sp- I suppose there were, uh, and there must be some kind of plan. Um, was like, because I, I thought when Ke- Sammy was standing on the outside, Kevin was near the ropes. I was like, just yeah, pull him down, drag him out. out. He sort of made a half-hearted attempt to do it, and then didn't. Yeah, it's like he kind of he stopped Kevin. Yeah. Um, which they kind of pointed out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just love Sammy at the moment. He's, he's very, yeah, he's, he's very entertaining. What's the character development? And he, he he does things that you would anticipate that you would do in your life. For example, being on Braun's shoulders, he was punching and kicking and yeah. flailing trying to get off. 
everyone else just goes dead weight it's yeah. weird I know it's that with Alexa within the Nia match where she, she was sort she gets her in a Samoan drop position so Alexa just lay, like sort of sits there prone yeah. on her shoulders like you'd kick and you'd wiggle wouldn't you you'd try and get out of it like Sammy um, does yeah does those little things did it on Raw this week because he was getting pinned and he was kicking his legs and just, just little things like that make you it just seems more realistic yeah um, nothing I hate more than when Brock Lesnar picks someone up for an F5 and we see his arms just flailing dangling as if they're dead Roman does it all the time yeah because all he does is get F5'd that's true <laughs> he spends 96% of his life is spent in an F5 position the other 4% is spent having been F5'd or German suplex yeah. um, right moving on to the main event then and again people have poo-pooed this one yeah so especially the crowd it, who was shocked that Roman won nobody right nope no so, we all predicted it I mean if, if, if you know it's, if you're pretty sure it's going to happen you don't want it to happen but you're pretty sure it's, are you really going to be that upset about it like you knew it was going to happen yeah it was very much the great balls of fire match with Brock Lesnar for Samoa Joe he comes out all guns blazing puts him through a table um, has a little bit of dominance one spear slash F5 and he's done yeah I mean well there was a Superman punch too Oh, yeah. Um, on a side note, probably multiple. Are Roman Spears the best Spears? Or no. Goldberg's better? Goldberg's are better. They look more impactful. Yeah. Roman does a. He sort of leaps into him a lot. He does a jumping hug. Uh, yeah. Everyone always shits on Edge's Spears, but I always quite like them. I always thought they were a bit bad. Just don't look like they'd finish a match. Yeah, like. He, they, they, don't, they don't suit his character. But I think he does. He did them well. Yeah. Charlotte's are absolutely the worst. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they're awful. <laughs> That's like a half clothesline to the hip. That's all it is. Um, moving on to the main event then. So yeah, they they poo pooed all over it. Roman wins. Um, is I think it what's really got people's back up is the fact that Joe's come across as this sort of really dominant, intense, villainous heel who could beat anyone. And it's like it's another example where he's come up against a, someone and he's just sort of rolled over a little bit. Like I know he was fairly dominant, but he's got beat, as you say, by by just a spear. And it, yeah, I I would have liked a kind of John Cena esque storyline with Roman here, where he just can't win. Yeah, can't catch a break at the moment. I mean, who does it do more for this win? Because the whole the whole build up was like Roman's lost his confidence. He's lost the confidence of the fans. Yeah. And then that would have put even more doubt in his mind. And that makes Roman more intriguing than him just uh, bouncing back from not not being, like, the only person he can't beat is Brock. Yeah. So I'm not interested in seeing him face anyone else because I know he's going to beat them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just a bit like, okay, we get it. Roman's the guy. But he can lose. Like, it doesn't yeah. do, it doesn't damage him that much. Like, The Rock used to lose all the time. Yeah. Didn't he, Matt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and even Stone Cold used to lose matches, big matches, a fair, yeah. fair amount of the time. It doesn't damage them if you build them right. And unfortunately, yeah, if you build the storyline right, it and, doesn't damage the character. And it doesn't al- It doesn't always have to be clean. You exactly. can have... You can have a heel. You can have him cheat to win. Yeah. Um, have him poke him in the eye and then choke him out or something like that. Yeah. Know. 
but yeah it was just very much like and did you see literally the second that he picked up the free count it cut to the crowd and like everyone was leaving yeah but apparently people were leaving during all throughout the match um, there was quite a few boring boring chants as well, well Rusev chart, Day. anything else weren't they that they could think of um, which I think is really a little bit offensive to someone like Samoa Joe. It was. It really wasn't that bad of a match. No, it wasn't like, a bad match. It was a little bit boring at the start, but it he takes up. it so well, though. Yeah. Have you seen the meme of him? Yeah. He's got him in a headlock, and he's just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, I saw that at the time. He like, they're all trying to boring. He just kind of looks out of the crowd, and goes, yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of rest holds, wasn't there? Yeah. A lot of the match was spent in a rest hold. Um, That's what people have said. That is why it was shit. Yeah, I mean, it was a bit slow and ploddy at times, but that's Joe's style, isn't it? He can turn on the pace when he needs to. Um, and it's Roman's style as well. Like, Roman is the, much as people don't like it, he's the babyface, the hero who gets beaten down and then comes back to make the win, you know, to get the win. Is anyone else The problem I've got with Samoa Joe is where are we, we going to go with it now? Well, he's sort of out on his own on SmackDown, isn't he? He's not in a feud with anyone on yeah, SmackDown. Well, he, he like hinted at AJ the other week. Yeah. But that he's not finished with Shinsuke yet. Yeah, I mean, triple threat. I don't know. Or maybe he wins the... the uh... He'll be in the Money back, Money in the Bank match, won't he? I bet he will. Yeah. I don't think he will. No? No. How good would Joe be with the briefcase? Oh. You have to give that to the right sort of character. I think it works he, so he would just walk down to the ring every time yeah, and then just be like nah I'm not cashing it yeah yeah it works so much better with a heel but things like Braun, people like Braun Joe Joe's slightly different but I don't think it would work with Braun no right <laughs> 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 well yeah. shall we get on to a rule Yes, we should. We've been on Backlash a long time for something that was a little bit non-eventful. We've gone 49 minutes 50 on minutes. It. Jesus um, Christ. All right, let's get into Monday Night Raw. No, we're not nameless. We're not faceless. We were born for greatness. We're not nameless. We're not faceless. We were born for greatness. We're not nameless. We're not faceless. We were born for greatness. So, Raw this week, emanating again from Newark, was it? Yeah, I think so. From Long Island. Oh, it was Long Island. It was the Island of Length, yes. Um, as Matt Hardy would have called it. Um, kicked off um, in the normal way. <laughs> okay. Welcome to Monday Night Raw. Um, yeah. The announcement being that basically, now Backlash is out of the way, we can move on with the real stuff. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, so, they're... they're making big plans for money in the bank uh, as Michael Cole said it's, it's one of my favourite times of the year it's money in the bank season <laughs> when is it ever been called money in the bank season I hate Michael Cole oh, <laughs> such a good <laughs> uh, probably went to Vince that day and went can I call it this can I call it this and no, Vince was like yeah I love it that should the response no you cannot never say that um, but so obviously the big the big announcements being that there's going to be qualifying matches for the Money in the Bank, um, which could be a co-branded uh, pay-per-view, obviously. So the matches will be co-branded too, meaning they're going to get eight women, four from Raw, four from SmackDown, and eight men, four from Raw, four from SmackDown. It's a lot of people, matches. isn't it? It is. I assume there's four from each. 
Well, you would assume <laughs> there's four, yeah. There's only well, five and three. Um, but uh, it does seem, seem like a lot of people. They've done eight mans before. Yeah, and I, I don't think it's the case that there's many people in a match. I think if the sheer number of people in qualifying matches is going to be huge, especially if they keep doing triple threat ones. <laughs> that's fine, though, because they've got four weeks. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but then I was thinking, I was looking at the roster and thinking, where are these, I guess, at least 16 women going to come from? They might be doing double got matches. They've got about 20. Have they? Yeah. I guess they brought out the Iconics. That adds to it. Um, Paige is gone. There was a 10-woman tag match on Raw the other week. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. That's just one brand as well. And that's without Ronda. That was without Ronda. Okay, maybe they're, they're all there. But I just think... Um, well, there's certain women that you think aren't going to be in it. Um, I would suggest that maybe Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan probably won't be, but maybe Ruby Riot will eventually get into it. I'm not sure. Well, she lost her match. She Why lost her match, she? but will she get a second chance? Um, I'd like her to take one of their chances. <laughs> that'd, be quite, that'd be quite cool she'd be like, she just, you get, like she's the leader of that group just goes you're giving your no, no, chance no, to me I'm having this yeah I want Sunil Singh to get a chance <laughs> well it looks like Jinder's gonna get one so oh. I mean Kurt said no but then he impressed him yeah Kurt said no again <laughs> did he? yeah he said well he said no to putting him in the triple threat match yeah and then uh, I, I assume based on later events we're probably going to go towards a Jinder Roman thing to give Roman something to do that's a good point actually so, I mean, hopefully Jinder won't get a uh, money in the back opportunity because I hope his opportunity will be hindered yes um, do you think WWE just thinking stick Roman against Jinder and see if Roman gets cheered a little bit more because it doesn't work because Jinder no. got cheered this week yeah. when he did that to Roman <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but the crowd will cheer Jinder though. Yeah, exactly. Um, and have you, I don't know if you guys have read it, and um, there's been reports going around that the response to the Backlash main event, because it was from a New York area crowd, been ignored. Has no, has really sort of opened Vince's eyes to the uh, Roman situation. How um, is of all the occasions him being booed out of the arena after main eventing WrestleMania three times in a row? Man. but this random backlash show is the one that opens his eyes well apparently the reason is because New York is obviously very like the whole area is very important to Vince because that's where it started and yeah, that's where yeah. they're founded and he's, whatever he's exactly <laughs> for the New York area um, and that's apparently he's, you know it's been a bit of an eye opener I don't know how much of that to believe I mean that's all conjecture and yeah, I, I wouldn't. You'll, see, you'll see how over he is next week Con- considering um, before Raw this week they, they were putting out tweets saying after putting away Samoa Joe at Backlash is Roman Reigns ready to take on Brock Lesnar once again and literally all the tweets were like just fuck off <laughs> <laughs> he'll get booed out of the building next Monday yeah without doubt uh, we'll see when we go to Monday Night Raw at the O2 I can't wait for Money in the Bank because it's in Chicago <laughs> And for Jinder me, versus Roman in Chicago. For Imagine me, that. Chicago and Philly, but I think Chicago more so with the best American crowds. I mean, I think I didn't know what happened. They annoy me a bit. Well, yeah, it 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 gets annoying, but in terms of just pure reaction and noise. Does that mean CM Punk's coming back? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, no, he's not. Never ever. 
ever coming back. Daniel Bryan did. Yes, but Daniel Bryan doesn't hate people in wrestling. CM Punk's next fight is soon. It's on the same day as, I think, the New Japan Dominion show. Fun fact. Where there's a two out of three falls match between Omega and Okada. For the world title. That should be good. That should be pretty decent. Um... Moving on then on Monday Night Raw. So I guess it started with a triple threat um, for the women's Money in the Bank match, which Ember Moon probably um, won. No, it didn't. Okay. It started with Braun and oh, Sam, uh, with Kevin. Kevin and Braun, didn't it? Um, which is pretty unforgettable, really. I liked it. Pretty Un- unforgettable. Unforgettable or forgettable? <laughs> I, I liked Kevin here of... Um, his, his little promo before the match is quite funny because you know how Paul told the story of him yeah, yeah. murdering a bunch of kids in a treehouse um, <laughs> yes I killed a bunch of kids and where Kevin comes out of the ring and he's saying how he deserved the chance Paul goes oh the only thing you deserve is these hands and Kevin's like look I'm not interested in your hands I'm not interested in your catchphrase <laughs> your childhood sob stories Everything Braun deserves is to go sit in a corner and figure in out In a giant what I, corner. Yeah. <laughs> what a bad, bad monster. monster. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny, but it was a little bit like silly. Yeah. But I don't mind that too much. Uh, the match itself, I mean, I guess the main I point, liked it. The main point of it was um, the uh, sort of Braun steamrolling Kevin Owens on the outside three times. <laughs> and he sells so well. I he know. does sell so well. He literally well. Like, throws himself into the front row. But it's a bit, it's, a, it's like what WWE do, WWE do with a lot of stuff. They, they, yeah, they saw it what happened, everybody liked it, and they've got to do it again and do it again and well, keep doing seen, it forever. Have you seen why he did that? Got these hats? Or get these hats? No. On the, uh, um, oh, what's it called? The drive along thing. Ride along. Ride along. He said he only said it once and he's never ever said it. And he said he went back and Vince was like, Yep, that's your catcher on race. <laughs> and he was like, I, but I've never said that before. And he's like, Yep, it'll be over. And he was like, fair, Okay then. He wasn't wrong. <laughs> it surprises me that Vince is the one who says that because like from from what I was aware anyway, get these hands is quite a kind of new and modern phrase. Um I don't know whether it's, it's been whether it's what people have been using to describe starting a fight in the past, but I always thought it was a pretty recent thing. So yeah, it surprises me that Vince is the one who he didn't need that explaining to him. Maybe he did. Maybe someone said, maybe he turned someone when he said it and went, "What does that mean?" And they explained it, and then he's gone, "Okay, I like it. I like it. Um, I like it." God damn, pal. <laughs> But Braun hits the uh, running power slam and pins Kevin Owens, so that's the end of that for Kevin. He's no longer in running for the Money in the Bank ladder match, which is a shame. Bit of a shame. Um, someone who is is Ember Moon, as I was trying to get to before I was rudely interrupted. Um, Do you want to cover all? <laughs> she won a triple threat between herself, Ruby Riot, and Sasha Banks. Um, after I love Ember Moon. So, you know, so do I. I think a little bit of character development wouldn't go amiss. Um, but in the ring she's good she's different from everyone else she's different yeah and she's not like you know a lot of time when women come in they want to just go straight into a group and just sort of be like the good guys versus the bad guys like you see on Smackdown all the time with Naomi and Becky and Charlotte Fucking welcoming commission yeah committee, committee. Um, but yeah that, but I like the way that she's sort of just gone about her business quite quietly and just been on her own I know she oh, I love her finish up the finish is great um, 
and this, this was a double one, wasn't it? A double finisher she did on Ruby and yeah. Sasha. Uh, I was was I surprised Ember Moon won this match? Probably not surprised. I mean, I was maybe pleasantly surprised actually that she won. I, thought, was, this, I thought this was Sasha's to win. I yeah, was a little bit surprised there was no malfunction at the junction with Bailey and Sasha. Yeah. Um. But at the same time, it did bother me that there wasn't. Uh, yeah, pleasant surprise. It does kind of feel like everything's a little bit disjointed still. Like we've got this Bailey Sasha thing, and there was a backstage thing with them. Um, what was that? That was that, the pre show. Pre show backlash, wasn't it? There wasn't anything on Raw this week with those two. Because um, you know, they can only talk once a week, so they don't get to talk on back to back days. They can't talk on a Sunday and the Monday. Come on. Um, Who does? No, that's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, there just wasn't much of a storyline in any of this but I guess we've got a few weeks to build it up haven't we so that's fine I think that was the whole thing with Raw though yeah it's kind of a restart isn't it it's like a reset yeah um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing let's face it um, well it depends where they're going well that's true what else did we get on Raw then so we we have Baron Corbin and the Revival against um, Noe Jose and Apollo and Titus I will never agree with Baron Corbin in a team when they call him the lone wolf no it's just a bit Silly, isn't it? Um, Baron pinned. Believe no way. It was no way, Jose. Yeah. No way, yeah. He needs to fuck Baron off now as well. Him with the end of gaze. Well, Baron or no way? No way. He's only been in it for like three weeks. <laughs> Why are we calling him no, no way, yeah, not Jose? <laughs> because Jose is a rubbish, boring name. No way sounds much better. Um, but yeah, I mean, just nothing, nothing story between six people with nothing much to do so that, that was raw um, Bobby Lashley well what do we say about this this was just a bit strange Renee was good and pointless I thought I it oh so you didn't watch it no I hate him <laughs> I can't watch anything that he's in I didn't right okay so there was did, did you at least watch the, the video package on him beforehand yeah I watched that yeah and that was good. That was that was okay. Um, gives you a. It tells you all you need to know about Bobby Lashley. Yeah. I don't need to know about all of his sisters and his childhood growing up. Exactly. It was a bit weird. And it didn't make any sense to me that he he goes on and tells us each individually about all of his sisters, gives us a story about each one of them, and then at the end says, "Oh, I'd just like to give a shout out to my sisters. Yeah. I love you." you've given them shout outs you've been talking about them for 10 minutes it's just a very odd why do we need to know these weird stories about what happened about your sisters used to tie you up in a forest and leave you there or your sister used to have a manky towel yeah and he kind of went from this like all American badass yeah this badass huge guy to like oh I love my sisters and I'm assuming this is what part you know one part of maybe a three or four week thing yeah and like this isn't the attitude era. This isn't where someone's gonna like his sisters aren't gonna be part of TV, <laughs> and someone's aren't someone's not gonna go around threatening his sisters or kidnapping his sisters or stalking his sisters. <laughs> like it's just pointless information. Yeah, but Braun does it'll be amazing. Get get to the more important stuff and tell me why he's come back, what his goal is, all that kind of shit. Yeah. Which I'm sure money, we'll see, money, money. I'm sure we'll see in the next couple of weeks, but. Uh, 
there's no time to waste. It's just a bit awkward. Hopefully, though, this means that if he's doing more backstage segments like that, then he won't be on Raw next week. Maybe. So I won't have to see him. <laughs> Hopefully, um, he has a uh, really bad injury. Um, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> well, someone always usually does. Well, always usually. I mean, Dean Ambrose does. Oh, Dean Ambrose got fuck off. Dean Ambrose was all twice for me last year. He did, yes. You're right. Um, not just for you, though. That's, we should probably did you see the tweet about... I saw someone basically... Someone tweeted that, like, who else really misses Dean Ambrose? And you were just like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Um, I wouldn't no I'd be interested to see where he fits in. Whether they re- try and rebuild the shield thing, or I wonder if they'd keep him on Raw. That's true. Um, you'd think he'd go after Samoa Joe, right? Yeah. Since he was the one who put him on the shelf, dictate. maybe not. And since it was them, him and the Bar, both of those are on SmackDown now. Anyway, Jinder Mahal versus Chad Gable, a repeat of yep. the match they had about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, might have even been last week, was it? No, it's uh, two, three a weeks ago. Um, this time, Chad Gable couldn't get the win. He was ungable. He was ungable to bin Jinder. Um, I like Chad Gable. I like Chad Gable. I think he plays the underdog. He's a very good babyface in distress. Yeah. In peril. I think he plays it really well. Uh, it's just not really his time at the minute. It's fairly stacked. Is he? So where's, where does he go? Like he's, he's, he's on They're the waiting for Jason Jordan to come back. Yeah, very much seems like that. Well, well, I wouldn't be surprised yeah, if he comes back. Maybe he's even for a little bit and in JJ terms. Yeah. Maybe. That's, that's Gable's feud. I mean, did part of, did anybody else partly think maybe when, I know Jason Jordan's not fit to return, but did anyone slightly see it when Jidda was beating down Chad at the end? You could kind of think, I could see Jason Jordan coming and making a save and getting a bit of a pop. No, I completely forgot about Jason Jordan <laughs> until two minutes ago. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Maybe not then. But I did. And I thought maybe that's how they could use Jason Jordan's return. Well, I don't even. We've not had an update. We've not had anything, have we? No. You'd think with his dad being the general manager of Raw, we'd get to hear about him a little bit. Oh, they, they forgot that storyline. <laughs> well, Gable did ask Kurt the other week, and yeah, he said he's true. doing okay. Doing okay. That was all he said. Uh, don't know. I don't actually know what was wrong with him. His neck injury. Was he it a neck? neck surgery? Was it a shoulder? Was it a back? It was next surgery. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler then. So they, um, they're a random pair and throwing together, but they, they looked all right in this match against Heath Slayer and Rhino. Kick some ass. Kick some ass. Um, anyone notice the 3 MB chants that were going around? Commentators yep. didn't make mention of it though. Oh, actually, did anyone else see that they cut out a, um, an, uh, an engagement? No. Was someone it? asked someone to marry him during the women's match and yeah. they kept cutting the sound I was wondering what that was so um, you know the kind of part where Sasha did a dive on the thingies out on the right squad and then uh, Ember did a dive on Ruby Yeah. there was chance and it sounded like uh, I couldn't quite make it out it kind of sounded like Rusev Day but I think it was probably something like she said yes I couldn't yeah, really tell what was going yes. on um, and then I think later on in the match um, I think it was during that same match because everyone, like, everyone was turning around while doing it I was on the on the TV side, well, on the side you can see on TV, and then like everyone was kind of turning around later on saying you deserve it, 
But I wasn't sure if it was someone who was being a twat and then got kicked out or something. <laughs> but I guess uh, were, why do people keep proposing during Raw? Yeah, why during especially a during match? a match. Yeah, yeah it's, quite, it's quite disrespectful. Yeah, that's pretty rude. <laughs> well, if they just wanted to watch the match and you do it before, it. do it after, like just don't do it during a match. No. Um, anyway, moving on to what we were talking about. Do you reckon Tom Dolph Ziggler? Were we impressed by this pairing? Have we been impressed so far? I've been kind of impressed. I had low um, expectations, so I've been impressed. Yeah, same here. Um, I don't like Dolph Ziggler, so I'm not impressed. <laughs> Could Dolph Ziggler do anything to impress you at this stage in his career? No. I thought you were going to say retire. Well, yeah, that would cheer me up. <laughs> Why are you so hard on Dolph? Because he's just a wily little bitch. He's a heel. It's in his Twitter handle and everything. No, he's just a whiny little bitch. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, I was going to say, speaking of whiny little bitches, but I didn't have a segue for that. Matt? <laughs> no. I'm not little. Um, we had Elias versus Bobby Roode. Yeah. Elias yep. beat him. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he lost. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Roode won. Dumbass. <laughs> Elias lost to Bobby Roode, yeah, with a glorious DDT. Um, so this was, what, the third time in three weeks that they faced each other? I believe so. Which is a little bit much. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's, I guess we'll get maybe another one, because it's 2-1 to Elias, really, isn't it? Uh-huh. Uh, maybe there'll be some sort of stipulation, I don't know. Maybe one of them, or both, will end up in the Money in the Bank match. Let's hope. Uh, I hope Elias, hope Elias does, yeah. Yeah, let's hope the other one is not. Although Bobby Roode was the one who got the promo saying that he wanted to be in it, so. Yeah, but so did the Ascension. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else do we have? So Seth Rollins put out a um, open challenge for the IC title on Raw this week. Answered oh, by everyone's favourite party boy, Mojo Rawley. Um, and yeah, well, Seth Rollins beat him, so that was good. That's pretty much what I can well, say about the match. Yeah. There wasn't really any other outcome, was there? It was decent. I, if it wasn't for Seth Rollins, and as soon as I saw Mojo, I was ready to skip. <laughs> oh, I did. But I thought I'd give it a, give it a go, and yeah, it was alright. Just what is Mojo Rawley? Do you already know what it. I think he is. <laughs> I don't really get it anymore. Like. When he was in the hype bros, it was fine because it made sense. He was part of the hype bros. He was hype. He stayed hype. And now he's a bit less hype. Well, now he ain't hype. He ain't hype. And he now ain't now hype. He's just what? What is he? Just a bit of a cock, isn't he? Boring. <laughs> yeah, boring, I think would be the word. Stop um, playing football in the fucking ring. Yes. There's fields you could play football in. Um, so we'll move on from that. Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy then they beat the um, no longer the Mistarage they beat Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel what was coach calling them Tunin not not a great ne- team name was he was yeah listening. he kept calling them te- Tunin because they said it tune in to find out next week what they're going to be called or something no they kept calling them Tunin because they did a promo before oh, the match and it and was they like Tunin like, yeah they said or was it they, stay tuned I think it might have been stay no, tuned they, they said something like Oh, I can't fucking remember I don't care <laughs> <laughs> alright don't lose your act <laughs> who cares about them not really don't lose your dirty white towel <sighs> um, 
But yeah, Barry Dallas and Curtis Axel, they got beat, as they usually do. Daxel? That's what Coach also called them. That's what Michael Cole called oh, them. was it? Michael Cole, no. How inventive. <laughs> Speaking of Coach and Michael Cole, there was one, one part during Raw where they were advertising a show that was coming on next on USA yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> Coach was like, oh, I just binge-watched this last week. And Michael Gore was like, I'm sure you did. <laughs> yeah, completely dead bad. <laughs> really weird. Um, moving on from that then, I think the only real outstanding, I'll say outstanding, in the fact that we haven't covered it yet, not that it was that great, was the main event triple threat match, right? Um, uh-huh. yep. Finn versus Roman versus um, someone else. <laughs> Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn, that was it. Um, Finn wins. Yeah. Not Roman. No. Not Roman. Did anyone notice? In the first couple of minutes of the match, Roman hit some of his frequently used moves and he cleared the other two out of the ring. You know the part when they were both on the other side on each yeah. side of the ring. As he was standing in the ring, the crowd were going, Same old shit. Same <laughs> old shit. Roman kinda of looked around and was like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice that actually, but um it's true. It is a bit same old, same old. But um Guess what wasn't the same? All was the fact that Roman lost. But then I say that, but Roman, he does lose his fair share of Raw matches. Well, he loses multi-man matches. Not the big ones. I can't remember the last time he lost a singles match to someone who wasn't Brock. Yeah. Yeah. No, nor can I. (laughs) The Miz? The Miz. Yeah, yeah, he lost the IC title to the Miz. That was January. Yeah. But that he, was time, that he, he lost the gauntlet match to Seth. Yeah, that was true. Yeah, that was also that was February, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, before elimination tournament. Yeah, oh, you're right. Going. <clears throat> you're right there, Matthew. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Drink more water. <laughs> he needs some milk. <laughs> um, but yeah, Roman didn't win. Finn did. So people were happy about that. Yeah. Do you reckon they changed this decision on the fly, or do you reckon it was always planned for Finn to win this one? Nah, I thought it was always planned for, yeah. for Finn. Because f- throughout the show, the theme was Jinder bitching about Roman. Yeah. So Jinder interferes. Uh, just that, as that's Roman. a big decision to change on the fly. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean during the match or anything. I mean after backlash. Oh, oh fuck knows. Yeah. Um, good input. Um, <laughs> But uh, so Jinder, Jinder interferes to cost Roman the match. Jinder interferes. It costs Roman the match, and so we're assuming we'll get some sort of Jinder Roman feud. And let's face it, Jinder ain't winning that one. Um, so yeah, that that kind of it. And uh, Finn wins, so Finn's in the Money in the Bank match, which is good news for everybody. A little uh, bit disappointed for Kevin and Sammy. A little bit, so I'm assuming. I guess you can't have one in him without the other, really. I feel like you could. Nah. Don't feel like. Yeah. Maybe there'll be some sort of second chance thing, like they've done a little bit with like the elimination chamber. Um, or will they go to the tag team one? Maybe that's a good shout. I don't really want to. I don't really want to see them as a tag team, like a proper tag team. I like. I don't mind them being in a fa- in like a group, or being just friends who yeah, like just help friends you team. Don't have to team. I don't want them to be a tag team. I think that's not necessary. They're too good on their own. Yeah. Um, do we have anything else or all that we'd like to cover? No. It was a little bit non-eventful, wasn't it? Yeah. I felt, I felt this week's programming was a little bit shit. Well, personally, I thought 
things picked up after all. Um, and that well, you can kind of deduce from that that SmackDown was alright. Yeah, you thought SmackDown was better. <laughs> to be fair, I've felt shit all day, so it could have been the best show ever. I'd still have said it's shit. Doesn't sound that's, like you. That's what you do anyway, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> um, fine. So, are we all done with Raw then? Has anybody else got anything they'd like to add about Raw? Or anybody on Raw? Just, or just the fact that we're going to see it next week? No, I'm just glad that we've got our monthly appearance of Mojo Rawley out of the way. Yeah. And Zack Ryder. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> and just Kurt Angle <laughs> yeah. not having a clue. What to, I don't know whether that was on purpose or not. <laughs> I don't really Because the commentators <laughs> laughed about it, which made me think, oh, was that not planned? <laughs> <laughs> it was just wild. Much of, much of what's happened in the last week in wrestling has just been a bit weird. It's just all gone a bit strange, isn't it? Um... Something that wasn't strange then was SmackDown Live. It did end quite strangely. It did end quite surprisingly. That's maybe not strangely. But uh, SmackDown Live this week. So this, this came from where? Baltimore, that was the one, or Baltimore, as Aiden English called it. Um, so Paige, much like, pretty much copy and paste with Raw, she um, she starts the show, like her angle does on Raw, making her announcements for Money in the Bank. Uh, Looking fit. She did, yeah, very glistening chest. Glistening chest. <laughs> um, so what she made, was it two or three Three qualifying, Three qualifying matches. matches. Um, the first one being, um, well, that was announced. The Daniel Bryan Rusev one, right? Yeah. Ms. Jeff Hardy. Yeah, but that was the first match. But yeah, did they, she announce any? They didn't. She, they didn't, she didn't they, announce she, any. Did they, 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 they were all, all shown. That was the first one. Yeah, the first one was um, Ms. and Jeff Hardy, which um, I was quite intrigued to see. Mm-hmm. and I was actually really impressed I thought it was a really good match I thought it was good surprisingly good chemistry yeah uh, I don't know they, I've, they've obviously been around WWE at the same time back in the day I don't know how much of time in the ring they spent together but they seem to have a really good chemistry that sort of net breakery thing that Miz did on the apron to Jeff Hardy where he pulled him over the rope landed on his head <laughs> Yeah, that looks I don't know how intentional that was um, but the rest, the rest of the match was really really good Um Corey called Jeff Captain Unicorn Arms, which was great. It just... They always say about Jeff Hardy's um, high-speed style. If anyone's watched a Jeff Hardy match in 2018, he doesn't wrestle that much of a high-speed style anymore because he's very much slow and hobbly these days. Yeah, he is a bit. Um, It's showing his age a little bit, isn't he? Which is fair enough. I mean, not only should he be... Not only should he be showing his age, he should be showing his age plus about 15 with all the shit he's put his body That's through. true. He's, so he's about 40 now, isn't he, Jeff Hardy? And all the shit he put in his body. Yeah, I think he's... Good he's point, Matthew. Very early. Yeah, that's that's kind of partly what I meant as well. Oh, okay. But yeah, <laughs> I think he's about 40 around 40. Well, a good point, Aiden, too. Thanks. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not a massive deal. I think you made a point of it after the British I don't British know how Rumble. much of it is always selling, to be fair. He might just be fooling us all. <laughs> That's a good point. Never thought of it like that. 
<laughs> I just assumed he slowed down a step. Um, think things I think like you... the, the whisper in the wind, where he doesn't hop up the ropes anymore. Yeah. You think, yeah, that's fair. I think you pointed it out, didn't you? That you feel like he's slowed down in the Greatest Royal Rumble match against Jinder. You sort of said that that match highlighted to you just how much slower he's now. Yeah. Um, but you know, we can let him off. I mean, he's forty years old. Yeah, he's not. He's be. been for a lot of stuff. He's not a hard Did anyone else, He's uh, a hardy man. Feel for Miz at the end because it looked like he landed straight on his ribs. Yeah, yeah. But I think that was kind of the best way he could have landed. For the for the way they did the ending, really, because I yeah, like, I think I said it a couple of weeks ago. Jeff Hardy said these days, he, but previously he used to take care of the guys and take as much of the impact as he could. But now yeah, he just doesn't care. <laughs> now he's looking after himself. Yeah, which is fair enough. I think I'd be the same. Um, but yeah, it looks pretty painful, didn't it? Yeah, nice creative finish. I liked that. Yeah, and I liked oh, I liked that Miz then immediate after getting out of the ring immediately sold the fact that he just had a swan time. Yeah, didn't been, that's just didn't run up and celebrate and to be able to turn that into a pin and not sell would take a lot away from that finisher wouldn't it because it was basically no selling someone's finisher which is a big no-no yeah. unless you're Braun Strowman or Hulk Hogan or, or John Cena maybe I don't know um, so yeah I like that fact as well um, and I like the fact that Miz won the match I don't think Jeff Harding needs yeah, to be I, in I, but going into the match I fully anticipated Miz to win and then when he he teased the swans on a couple of times, so when yeah. he went through it like the third time, I was like, "Well, so he, has, he, to he has to hit it." And then, and then he when it. he hit it, I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. And then the ending, and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty much exactly what I was like. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I don't want Jeff Hardy to win because not that I don't like him. I just want the Miz to be in that match." Yeah. Um, and I don't think Jeff needs to be in that match. He's already got a title for a start. Um, and I just think I was kind of just thinking, "Oh, he's hit this, He's going to hit the swan." Oh no, Miz stopped it. And then he went to it again, and I think they stopped it again. Mm. And then he went to it a third time, and then he actually hit it. And I was like, I was pretty much ready to just go, oh, I turned away. And then this turned him over into a pin of pin. And I was like, wow, what the hell just happened? Um, so I was pretty impressed with this match, needless to say. Um, the rest of SmackDown then. Well, there wasn't too much more. SmackDown feels a lot emptier. I know there's only two hours. But it feels like that a lot, a lot happens on SmackDown each week. Yeah, the matches seem to go on longer, don't they? Yeah, so there's not, it's not as cluttered. It's not as um, there just isn't as much happening going on. Well, I, I've always thought with Raw, there's always a bit, a bit more of a sense of urgency. Yeah, as if Raw was the live show and SmackDown is still taped. Yeah, which obviously it's not, but but it's like they they can. It's like with SmackDown, they they think, all right, we can afford to wait, like another couple of weeks before we like Samoa Joe for instance we don't need him on the show we'll put him on next week's one whereas with Raw yeah. Samoa, like Samoa Joe would be Samoa Joe was on Raw last week on yeah. <laughs> and a taped thing like he's not even on Raw um, with Raw it's like get everybody on every week make yeah. sure they're doing something but with Smackdown sometimes you even you, you only get two or three matches yeah, exactly yeah and, and then like wasn't that many this week was there and you get um you get weeks where people just aren't on TV. Like, I didn't have Randy Orton. Yeah. Didn't have Samoa Joe. Yes. AJ and Shinsuke just did a two-minute interview thing backstage. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was it. There was like Bludgeon Brothers. <laughs> I, I, I that was, was odd. I skipped through. I was skipping through the adverts, and Bludgeon Brothers came. Out. I saw some New Day dolls and Bludgeon Brothers, and I assumed they hammered the dolls or something. Did you watch that, this bit, Matt? 
No, I fast forwarded it as well. Um, it was basically just a weird sort of backstage thingy. It was almost like a, I guess it was like a promo package thing, but it was just uh, toys of all the other tag teams in WWE, and then they were like broken. Like Big E was holding like Kofi's head or something, um, and then the Blood Brothers. Yeah, the Blood Brothers just stood there saying, and Rome went. Um, we've got our own toys to play with or something and they got their hammers and then Harper was like plastic. and then Harper was like come play with us <laughs> that's weird it's a bit odd bit uh, we, we said about Smackdown not having that many matches this week there was at least five was it five was, there was the three four. qualifying matches there was Becky and Figgy oh, and then there was who could forget Becky got jobbed <laughs> <laughs> Becky jobbed out to Mandy Rose wow Paige being unnecessarily mean to Absolution. Yeah. Just because she doesn't want to be in it anymore doesn't mean they can't be a team. Exactly. Um, Although Paige did follow my theory of why let anybody be at ringside because they're just going to interfere. Exactly. She obviously listens. Friend of the show. She's not. Max Miller. I have Miller. And her listening chest. Um... Speaking of Paige, so Xavier Woods there. <laughs> oh, speaking of Paige's oh. chest. <laughs> oh. Um, now, now. So, yeah, I quite like this. This Xavier Woods-Cesaro match. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it was all right. I loved Big E come out with pancakes taped to his wrists. <laughs> but he just does something weird and crazy every week now. It's just become a thing, hasn't it? Um, Did you see this kid that was scared shit so that they were pouring it on it? No. <laughs> they were pouring it on it. I mean, you were just like, what the fuck is going on? I was just amazed on? at how many, like, how many pancakes came out of that box. It just kept coming and coming. Yeah. Well, I mean, they are flat. You flapped the wrong jacks, sucker. Um, but yeah, I thought this match was really good. The, the story being that the bar thing Xavier Woods is the weak link and... The they short stack. Think, they both think they can take him. So Seamus failed last week. Cesaro sort of said, well, if it was me, I wouldn't have let him get away with it. And Cesaro, Seamus suggested that Cesaro has a match with Xavier Woods. Um, no one asked Xavier Woods what he thought about it. <laughs> For someone who's been around as long and done as much as Seamus has, one loss to Xavier Woods was really eating him alive. He was eating oh, lucky charms. For no for no reason other than <laughs> it helps doing? him get over the pain of losing to Xavier an I'm entire really, week I'm later. Really lucky charms. <laughs> um, nobody seemed to get the uh, Chelsea Liverpool reference in the crowd. <laughs> no, that was the weirdest yeah, reference for the crowd. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it felt a bit flat. Um, and also, it wasn't that much of a loss. Liverpool are higher in the league. Uh, oh, no wait, no, no, Liverpool lost. Yes, Liverpool lost. Yeah, no, sorry. Still not really upset. I mean, it is Chelsea. Yeah, they won the league last year. This isn't a football podcast anyway. Um, we say as we're watching football in the background. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, yeah, Xavier Woods lost to Cesaro. So Cesaro hits the uppercut as, as Xavier's coming for that. What's the name of that elbow? Does he have a name for it? It's a pretty impressive elbow. Um, should have a name. But... Um, yeah, he gets the other card as a counter and uh, pin Xavier, which you know, I kind of thought they would they would do the thing where they have Xavier beat both of them. And yeah, I, I thought they would, but then I suppose where'd you go from that? Yeah, so I guess we are entering into a new day, the bar feud, right? It must be. Well, yeah, well, we've, oh, got a, be, we? we've got a match next week. Yeah, so this is a weird one, isn't it? 
So it's they'll have a tag team match, and the winners get to choose one member of the team to be in the Money in the Bank. Yeah, I, I didn't hear what they said. I wasn't sure if it was Big E versus Sheamus or if it was a tag match and the winners go in. Um, be a little bit weird because with New Day, that's three entire spots. I would assume. Yeah, but they get to choose one. Oh, that's the, that's the weird bit oh. about it. And even Cesaro and Sheamus, they get to choose one of them if they win the match. Right. I just think it's yeah, it's a bit strange. Um, and what does that do to the team? Because like, obviously, there's going to be some sort of dissension if that's the case. If one, if Sheamus and Cesaro win, one of them misses out. So how are they making that decision? Cesaro beat Xavier and Sheamus didn't. It's a good point. Maybe that'll be what they go with. Maybe. I mean, how much more? How much more is there for the bar to do, really? So. Well, I mean, they haven't won the SmackDown titles. Yeah. But I mean, like, is anyone taking them off the Bludger Brothers anytime soon? No. <laughs> um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see, and that will be a good match next week. Yeah, it should be. They've always had good matches on Raw. Um. So yeah, and they've got really good chemistry, and the new day are just funny as fuck these days. <laughs> Yeah, do, do you remember leading up to WrestleMania last year? Everyone would be like, New Day is so stale now, yeah. just need to get rid he, of he them. Needs to turn heel. I mean, there is still an element of that. I mean, it's all very silly and they're not really doing much. Vince loves it though, doesn't he? They're, they're just yeah. so entertaining in what they do that what they do doesn't need to be anything particularly, like, of substance. Yeah, <laughs> they can sort of flick, can't they, between feuds and just sort of. They've sort of forgotten about the, the Usos and the tag team titles and the Bludgeon Bowl. Yeah, and also because not only are they entertaining... Oh, Usos weren't there this no week Usos, either. Yeah. Um, not only are they entertaining as hell, their matches are always really good. Yeah. So, that helps. It certainly does. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Becky dropped out to Mandy Rose. We covered that one. Mandy Rose got new entrance in theme music. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that was what she used in NXT, but... They did that weird... I did wonder what she was going to use to come down. They did that weird blur the uh, screen thing when they own. Did you notice that? Yeah, it was a little bit strange. Oh, quite cool. Uh, never never seen, seen that before. before. Corey loved it. <laughs> Corey loves Mandy Rose. Um, I wonder what Alexa Bliss thinks of that. Ooh. She's too busy getting these hands. <laughs> Not these hands. <laughs> I wish. Uh, shout out to the guy on that uh, <laughs> by the way. Uh, what is it? I, I want a moment I with want Bliss. I want a moment of Bliss. Um, but yeah, Maddie Rose beats um, Becky Lynch. Just, just why? Why did this happen? I mean, it's it's their first matches on SmackDown, I think. Um, Absolution. So. But why did Becky? Because Becky's that that girl, isn't she? She's that girl. Yeah. She makes women look girl. strong. Um. Elsewhere, we saw Charlotte versus Peyton Royce. Hmm in what was um, a fairly good match I thought yeah I like Peyton Royce I actually like. thought Charlotte was going to lose it so did I she nearly did um, I mean why does she deserve an opportunity she just lost against Carmella clean that's a good point I don't know um, Iconics beat Asuka she's still sort of her way isn't she yeah I mean she, exactly it's only a qualifying match to get into a match where you might be able to win a briefcase it's, it's pretty it's still pretty far from that title shot aren't you is um, Billy Kay going to get the same opportunity though I'll probably against Asuka I'm well. seeing Billy Kay versus Asuka yeah we'll probably see Sonya Deville versus Becky Lynch next week but <laughs> that won't 
be a qualifying match no. because Becky Lynch is hated by people apparently. No Naomi this week. No Naomi. She did a little promo though, so she's no Lana. Even though Lana appeared last week. Um, yeah. Did we talk about that? No. We also didn't talk about Daniel Bryan last week either. No, we didn't. I noticed that as soon as we stopped recording. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Lana saying that Hayden English is holding Rusev back. Uh, she didn't oh. explicitly, she didn't explicitly say, that. say it. I don't know. <laughs> she just said that something is holding you back. And then Aiden so happened to walk back into shot. Well, it was implied. When Aiden English came out later on in the night, my, <laughs> my dad went... Um, do you feel ashamed that he's got the same name as you? <laughs> I was like, well, no, he's, he's ripped as fuck. And he's, he's doing some pretty cool shit. Exactly. And also his name's spelt differently. Yeah, it's a terrific And he has a haircut in the middle of an event. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. And, for, and, and all he's done is just grow it back to what it was yeah. before, basically. <laughs> I thought he was just going to keep the shave look. <laughs> well, it didn't take long, did it? He didn't have... He had very receding hair, very thinning on top. Mm. Um... So I guess we should speak about Rusev because Rusev was in the main event of SmackDown and he won. Clean. Clean. WTF against Daniel Bryan. Literally, what the hell? Yeah, weird. So Dan- Daniel Bryan, by the way, who was cleared to compete on SmackDown after getting beaten up by Big Cass. Um, AJ and Shinsuke weren't after getting kicked in the balls. <laughs> I can understand maybe AJ after that with that cut his face. Yeah. What, what was wrong with Shinsuke? <laughs> it was Shinsuke's promo, by the way. AJ <laughs> is nuts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but his accent made it sound like he just said, AJ's nuts. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Shinsuke dreaming about AJ's nuts. Um, I like Shinsuke's promo this week, actually. His little backstage interview with Rene, I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, I did speak English. Um, so it was pretty funny Um, I like him Shinsuke on the mic at the minute he's good yeah he'll Shinsuke's fun yes Um, but back to Rusev Daniel Bryan so this match was a qualifying match for the Money in the Bank um, which you know I 110% expected Daniel Bryan to win and not that that's really possible but um, he didn't I don't know what, and it was clean and it was clean yeah, no, no, well, was so there a little bit of interference from Aiden English I don't know if they will go down the storyline of like oh maybe I'm not as good as I he's was he's not as good as he used to be hasn't he? he's, maybe he should never have come back maybe, yeah, maybe some, some kind of like you have to start from the bottom to get back up kind of storyline like you can't just put him back at the top yeah he used to work his way it's the land of opportunity or whatever yeah and maybe the landscape's changed since he was wrestling maybe that's what they're going to go with and mm. things, people are better and things are more fast paced or he's still a B plus player well maybe yeah um, but then we haven't got that heel authority figure to sort of rub that in his face on Smackdown unless Shane sure, Shane appears and appears and just like Daniel you're rubbish maybe, maybe you were always <laughs> a B plus player <laughs> Maybe my sister was right. Um, but do you know what was? Re- do you know I like Rusev, and obviously he's very over. I'm still not quite certain if it's him or the term Rusev Day, and that's over. But for now, I'm going to go with Rusev being over. But I really wanted to see Daniel Bryan and the Miz in the same match. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're holding that, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Every every they're time I that. every time I see one of them, I think of that match and just think like, oh. <laughs> Just imagine you very much, that. very much like 
<laughs> Very much like Paul Smackage. Or, or, or Sideshow Bob. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's in disgust. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I, can't, I was kind of hoping we'd see a Miz Daniel Bryan in that match, but not to be. Not to be. Um, so Rusev picks up the win and heads into the uh, Money in the Bank match, which I was was a surprise. Two heels from the from the SmackDown side going in. What? What? Yeah. What a happy Rusev day it turned out to be. What a happy Rusev day. Um, and a pretty good SmackDown, I thought. Yeah. I thought it beat beat Raw hands down this week. Yeah, it's alright. Oh, better than Raw. Um, which you know makes a bit of a change because SmackDown. Up until the Superstar Shake-Up, I think SmackDown had really sort of... Shit. <laughs> it fallen on the back burner a little bit, hadn't it? Raw was the A-show building into WrestleMania. Um, SmackDown was sort of a forgotten child, but then they had the Daniel Bryan thing, which sort of reignited it a little bit. And now they had the Shake-Up, which helped. Um, when, when Raw has its good weeks, it's, they're generally pretty pretty good, like quite good stuff. Yeah. Um, it usually takes like a really good episode of SmackDown to top Raw. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this week it was just not great Raw, good SmackDown. Yeah, I don't think the action on SmackDown was really good this week, so that really helped. Yeah. I just think everything on SmackDown was right. It didn't. It didn't do anything exceptional. There was all nothing. The matches were good, and that, all the backstage stuff went smoothly. There was nothing particularly which didn't make sense. Yeah. Uh. You could argue that with the Daniel Bryan result, but there was nothing where you go like, "Why are these people fighting?" or something like that. Yeah. So they all when they have things like qualifying matches, though, they've automatically got an out. There's an inbuilt story there. You don't need to build a feud or anything, do you? Because no. you guys are fighting to qualify for a match, which is yeah. you know, they don't need to do anything, which makes it a lot easier, I guess, for the writers. Um, which, oh, let's let's much, face it, yeah. they need things to be easier for them because they're generally pretty rubbish these days. Um, anyone else hear, anyone else hear the news or the rumor that Tyson Kidd was the one to to be the producer for the Seth Rollins mismatch at Backlash? Yeah, I, yeah, I saw I the I saw the sheet. Yeah. Um, I saw the sheet actually before from before Backlash before it even went on. Um, so I, I already knew that Roman was main eventing because it's got the run run order on it. Oh right. Um, and yeah, people. Um, People shat all over the AJ Shinsuke thing, blaming Road Dog for it. Mm. Wasn't even Road Dog. <laughs> Who was it? He didn't produce any of them. Is that Jamie Noble. I think it was Jamie Noble and Dean Malenko together. All oh, right. Um, but yeah, Tyson Kidd. So uh, he's pretty new to the whole producing scene, isn't he? After his obviously his terrible injury, um, so caused by that baddie Samoa Joe. <laughs> so obviously, if um, he can carry on making or producing matches like this. Very bright future for the lad. Um, it's it's not the matches I have problems with. To be fair, no, it's the stories, and the producers don't produce stories. Well, to me though, don't you think that when you like think of the Shinsuke AJ matches, you think right, you've got two great talents. This should automatically be a great match, and then when it isn't, it's like ultra disappointing. Yeah, and it is a little bit like that with WWE at the minute. Sometimes when matches are just between two great people or more are sometimes just alright and you think that could have been so much better I feel why like do, why they let them do because they do the same match a million times like even if it's not on TV they 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 do the same house show match for two months in a row or something um, so I feel like they will, they'll never just give you everything in one go yeah 
because you're going to see that match again. Yeah. Well, we hope so. Watch Shinsuke versus HK. HK? AJ in a match of the year contender. That's all we're after for the rest of the year, I think. Yeah. Just give us that. We'll be right. Which, to be fair, if they have like a last man standing or something along those lines, don't see why they can't. Fair enough. Right, so that can pretty much conclude SmackDown Live and pretty much the show for this week, unless, Matt, you wanted to reprise your gossip column. Um, yeah. <laughs> Go on, there then. is a rumour oh, going this is going to be what, it's, what, what I think it is. John Cena mm. is tapping Carmella. <laughs> is a rumour. He's tapping her out. <laughs> In well, his shitty STL. What kind of shitty lies in the bedroom? <laughs> wonder if but she's... as long as she follows the John Cena house rules she'll be alright yeah I wonder if she's put the code of silence on him <laughs> uh, so this is a weird rumor, isn't it it is yes. weird like I'm assuming I don't know how old Carmella is I think she might be around 30 maybe a bit younger I, I don't think she's a little 30. bit older you know oh really I think she's like 33 ah okay she seems, she seems younger uh, Aiden's just getting the old Google machine out um, but yeah, I'm assuming there's a bit of an age gap, and like a culture gap. Like they just seem very different people. Like, I don't really get the connection. People are saying that John Cena is on the rebound, as, a, as opposed to in a relationship. How do people? people oh well, yeah, fair, fair play. He is he? No, she's thirty. Thirty, yeah. Oh, she's thirty. October 23rd, 1987. Um, Born in Worcester, Mass. So they're both from Massachusetts. Maybe that's what they Maybe it that's over. the connection. Oh, there we go. I did see a picture of Cena yesterday with three or four women in like a bar or something. Like they've asked for a selfie. Um, people were like, oh, John Cena's enjoying the single life. But he had like a bit of a, a bit of facial hair going. He had a little bit of fuzz. Is it maybe for a film? Not sure. Like, it, wasn't a, it wasn't anything that noticeable. It was just mm. like... It just very shaved that day. Yeah. Um... Yeah, he's in a he's in a film with being directed or produced by The Rock, isn't he? Is he? Yeah. Yes, he is. Did you enjoy all of the um, birthday shout-outs to The Rock last week, Matt? No. Nope. <laughs> Didn't think you would. Did you not send him one yourself? No. Nope. I was tempted to tweet from our account just saying "Happy Birthday to The Rock," but I didn't think you'd appreciate it. The job you didn't. Yeah, um, but I might have they well have done anyway, because you still the, uh, the diesel to your Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Could you, can you imagine that people are already saying that this John Cena um, Nikki Bella breakup is for Total Divas or whatever Total Bellas um, Carmen Miller's on Total Divas now as well could you imagine if that's like all of this is a fucking work I mean it would <laughs> part of me thinks it would surprise me if it was but I think it would surprise me sticking with relationships um I don't know if you even know this, but Tessa Blanchard and Ricochet are together. I know. Yeah. Not anymore. Oh, They've split. Wow. So that was a lie then, wasn't it? Ringside News reports the breakup was caused by fidelity issues on both sides. <laughs> well, that'll break them up. Um, also, like yeah, we discussed earlier, advertising for money in the banks shows red, white and blue briefcases, um, which was people speculating the free ladder matches. So, oh, yeah, maybe there is a tag tag thingy coming up well the briefcases weren't red or a 205 live one Ooh, 205 Ooh. that's a good shout 
Or an NXT one. No. Oh. Keep it, just keep it separate. Um, Kevin Owens has signed a new five-year contract. Yes, he has. Um, apparently for quite big money as well. And in part, he has plans to someday retire with the company, so that's nice. I think he was quoted as saying that he doesn't he doesn't see why he would want to leave WWE, and as long as they're happy to have him, he's happy to be there. But he did get fired a month ago. That's true. Um, and now um, he's got a new contract. Uh, uh, kayfabe. And Tyler Bate. What about him? He suffered a bit of a shoulder injury the other day. He was already injured, wasn't he? He was in. He was injured. He came back for a little bit. He wrestled a progress show. Um, he was wrestling against Cassius Ono on progress in a tournament that they've got. Mm. Um, and he won that match. And he was going into the uh, either semi-finals or the final. He made the final last year and lost. But people think he was going to win this year. But he's injured and won't be able to compete. Um, so he's going to be out for a little while. But I think it's only something minor. Hopefully, Tyler Bate is an incredible talent. Uh, very young. I need to catch up talent. on NXT as well. I'm, I've only watched like well, there's two episodes since WrestleMania. Mm. So there's been some stuff going on with uh, Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong. So I need to catch up on that. Yes, let's catch up on that one. Um, right. Checking there. Any of them will make an appearance on Raw? No. Pete Dunne? No. Pete Dunne might. He didn't well, make you'd it. know, wouldn't you? He, neither of them were there when I was there last year, but Pete Dunne did make an appearance in the November yeah. tour, which they fucked up. Which they did fuck up. <laughs> um, I don't think he'll be there. No. I, think we'll be, I think we'll be disappointed. Maybe in a dark match. Don't. I'm happy with that. Um, right. Anything else to add? Matt, why don't you just go visit him and ask him? So, yep. Yeah. Why don't you just go visit him and ask him? You probably know where well, he is. Well, I would, but uh, there's a restraining order out against me. <laughs> Speaking of Pete Dunn, he and his girlfriend are expecting a baby. I did notice. I did see this, actually, yes. Congrats to them. Um, Can yeah. you imagine the baby gets born and the first face he sees is Pete Dunn's snarl? <laughs> I imagine he doesn't walk around with his gum short in all the time. Even so. Um, right. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Do you guys have got anything pressing you'd like to add? Not for me. No. Aiden, anything from you? I got nothing. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're very much looking forward to our trip to the O2 on Monday, uh, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Oh, hopefully I'll feel a little bit better than do now. Hopefully you will. Uh, start arranging plans and stuff like I've got the travel plans and um, I need to figure out what I'm doing with work there's all that stuff to organise what time do we have to get there oh, God even knows well uh, God even God knows. even knows <laughs> God knows um, we'll figure that all out in a week right I'm already in London so oh are you yeah I've got the uh, final this weekend don't I oh right yeah you're staying over there aren't you yeah I might as well Fair enough. Um, we'll meet you there then. We will meet you there. And we will see you next week. <laughs> Matt, okay. did, you, did you like my version of the outro last week, if you even listened to that? He said he didn't listen to that bit. Yeah, I didn't hear that. All right, we'll go back and listen to it and let me know what you think of my version of the <laughs> outro and whose is better. Well, actually, he doesn't have to go back and listen to it because I'm going to give it to you again this week. You want to give me, me the outro this week? the outro. All right, so... um. That, that's it for this week's episode of the PWP. Uh, you can find us on social media with our uh, Twitter, 
is at the underscore PWP, and our Instagram has changed. It used to be at the People's Wrestling Podcast, but it's now been changed to at the underscore PWP in order for some continuity um, and consistency in our handles. Um, me, they can find me on Twitter at Aiden Bunker. Ali, what about you? At Ali Bunker eighty eight. Uh, Matt, how can where can they find you on Twitter? At the Bear and Bumby. First time. <laughs> She's got a really nice hand. And yeah, thanks for listening. Um, give us any feedback on aforementioned Twitter accounts, Instagram accounts, and what you thought of the of the episode in general. Just just talk to us. Give us improvement ideas, things you want to hear from us, episodes you want to hear us do. Yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, don't we'll say it. <laughs> and we will see you next week. Oh, he said it. Aiden's right. We will see you next week. It's goodbye from me. Goodbye from Aiden. Matt. Uh, it's bye from me. Lovely to have you with us this week. Thanks. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we will. Um, see you next week. <laughs>